A school district speaks after a teacher is violently attacked. Two people, including an officer, are hospitalized after a pursuit, a crash, and a shootout in Dayton. And a refresh of one of the world's oldest tennis tournaments. It is 5 on 5 in 5 for your Tuesday, January the 9th. Kelly Fletcher, Stephen here with you for the podcast. I hope we are all dry since we are all inside. Because if you are outside, very different. And so gross. Um, And then someone said to me on Facebook, why is it gross? Well, it's cold. It's wet. It's raining. It's going to be cold, wet, rainy, and windy. I mean, you know what? I appreciated that person's optimism. So I, I... I don't even know if they were being optimistic or just trying to be I'm contrarian. Very confused. Yes. Why is it gross? Why is it gross? I, you know, okay. I, they may have responded. I haven't checked since then. <laughs> but let's talk about why it's gross. Uh, essentially, Randy's calling it a super soaker of a Tuesday. She does not often say that this is a washout of a day, but she is saying today is, in fact, a washout of the day. So we get one to two inches of rain total, steady through early afternoon. We get a couple breaks by the evening, but then it's also super windy. So that kind of combined with what we've had, not great. Some would call it gross. The wind advisory goes into effect um, at 7 o'clock tonight through noon tomorrow. That's for sustained winds of 20 to 30 and then gusts 45 miles per hour. So, Yay. Yeah. That's like Wicked Witch vibes right there. <laughs> if you walk your dog, if you <laughs> go for a run, maybe try to plan those things out, a bike ride, plan those out accordingly. So after around 11 o'clock tonight, things change from rain into snow. Temperatures will stay, though, above freezing. So that's good news as far as not a lot of accumulation Good news, depending on who you are. Um, but we stay windies, flurries tomorrow, 30s again. We do it all over again over the weekend. We're going to just kind of focus only on the next 12 hours here today. So that's what we know for today and into tomorrow. Uh, and then we'll talk more about the rest of the week as we get into tomorrow. Yes, a lot of things to keep an eye on in the future, cast. So definitely be aware of those because our meet, our weather team will be all over that. Time for the headlines, five on five and five. Fletcher, story number one. Yeah, story number one this morning. A local school district is addressing the violent attack on a teacher publicly for the first time. Yeah, so we're getting a few more details about what happened at Coleraine High School, particularly the people involved. It was a 60-year-old Coleraine High School teacher. She's being treated for a severe brain injury at UC Medical Center. She was attacked by a 15-year-old student who is now being charged. Now, we did hear from another person, a former teacher in that district, Melinda Gutzwiller. She was in the district for 30 years, and she said she actually retired early for safety reasons like this. Uh, She says it's just not safe. The discipline isn't good enough. We did hear from the superintendent, Daryl Yader. He says the district is taking steps to prevent another incident like this from happening again. We did reach out to the teachers' union as well, but since this is an open investigation into what happened into the student, uh, they could not comment at the time, but we do know that that uh, high school teacher, a severe brain injury is never a good situation, and we do hope for uh, her recovery, and as more details come out, uh, maybe a name, maybe uh, what subject she taught, uh, we will uh, definitely get those to you there. Our second story this morning, three people, including a police officer, are recovering after a police chase ended in a crash in Dayton. Crazy situation, crazy video, crazy story. So this happened on Route 35 near Trotwood. Officers were chasing an assault suspect when the suspect crossed the roadway and hit a Trotwood police cruiser head-on with the officer inside. Now, the suspect also hit a Montgomery County Sheriff's cruiser, but no one was inside that car. Both the officer and the suspect were rushed to the hospital. Police say the officer is expected to recover, uh, but investigators have not shared anything about the suspect's condition. Just wild circumstances. It looked like they were... not in pursuit necessarily, but trying to stage so that they could try to pull this guy over. Um, and that's when you could see the 
truck go right over the police cruiser, just crazy stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll work on updates on that. Those roads obviously have since reopened, but um, wild story that involved. And Karen Johnson has more for us on WLWT.com. Great, well, great loosely wild visuals of that truck on top of that car. You can see all the video from the crash on our website, as well as a video uh, of the truck on top of that police cruiser on our social channels as well. Our third story this morning, there's a good chance you or someone you know has been impacted by a recent surge in respiratory illness. Yes, unfortunately, if you haven't been hit yet, it's a coming because everybody's catching something out of all of the things going around here. So doctors say the surge comes as people get back to the routine of work and school after the holidays and being around family, friends. Maybe you went out of town. You may have brought something back here or vice versa. We're talking flu, COVID, RSV, and some other mysterious viruses and illnesses that don't have names, don't even have treatments for. So no matter what illness you do come down with, doctors say, just monitor your symptoms. And if you do get worse, call your primary care physician. But we've heard some things lasting as long as two and three weeks. And doctors just say, I mean, hydrate, rest, stay home if you have the ability to do that. And if you are, are progressing worse down the line, and if you took a flu test, you took a COVID test, come in and they'll get you looked at. But it's just not a fun season. We go through it every year, but this one does seem uh, worse than uh, previous years. Our fourth story this morning, meet the new name, same as the old name. The tennis tournament formerly known as the Western and Southern Open is rebranding to a familiar name. I love this. I think, uh, you know, the Western and Southern Open was cool, and I'm sure there will be a presenting sponsor at some point that we'll hear about down the road, but this is very cool for Cincinnati because it lets people know where the heck it is. You know, I think for so long people just knew there was a tennis tournament that would happen, I'm sure people who follow tennis know exactly where it's at. But uh, for the casual viewer, you weren't getting that name recognition that Cincinnati deserves of hosting this tournament. So I think this is fun. Um, So beginning this year, the world's best tennis players will come to Mason to take part in the Cincinnati Open, which was the original name of the tournament when it was started in 1899. So again, it's staying in Cincinnati. Everyone's very excited about that. Now the name will reflect that. So this is the latest string of news that has come out since the event was announced that it'd be staying here instead of heading off to Charlotte, North Carolina. Also coming up in the next year, a revamped center court as part of promised $260 million in renovations for on-site improvements, along with a new name, a new logo, and a new color scheme, all of which can be seen on our website, WLWT.com. And now apparently I've got vintage Western and Southern gear. Hey, hold on to that in five years. It could go for like $50 on eBay. (laughs) Listen, I got children to pay for. That's true. College college is not getting cheaper. No. I was driving in yesterday and saw a Cincinnati Open billboard and was like, is that what they call the women's golf tournament in Kenwood? Right. And then our digital manager, Emily, came in and I told her about the news because I was writing it up as she got in. And I was like, hey, this is breaking whatever. She was like, Oh, yeah, I did see a billboard for that. So, so they, they, they're a, putting a it out slow there. roll before they officially announced it. Um, but word is certainly getting out, uh, especially if you drive on I-71 uh, heading into town. And finally, to wrap us up this morning, the Cincinnati Bengals offseason is already in full swing. Yesterday, we heard from Joe Burrow for the first time since he announced that his season was officially over after suffering his wrist injury and Zach Taylor. They both took the podium to discuss the season that was and look towards the future, especially on the future of T. Higgins and if he will be back in a Bengals uniform this year. 
Burrow saying that he expects T to return. He was very strong and adamant about that. Taylor added, it's, quote, hard to imagine life without him in a Bengals uniform. You can hear both of their full comments from their press conferences yesterday over on our website, wlwt.com slash Bengals. And another offseason here means another coaching cycle of interest in the Bengals' two coordinators. Yesterday, the Panthers announced they had requested permission to interview offensive coordinator Brian Callahan for their open head coaching position. Callahan has also been suspected to draw interest from other clubs with openings, including the Atlanta Falcons. And even with a rather disappointing 2023 in the books, defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo is expected to draw heavy interest for head coaching opportunities once again. So another several months of trying to fend off uh, teams wanting to pry some of the best minds in the game away. Yes. Let's talk about T. Okay. You only get so many chances to get a big payday. The franchise tag, $20, $21 million. What's a one-year deal where you risk injury if you play under it? I don't think T is back, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. I just my, don't think so. My, my thinking is this. Do you, do you need T. Higgins? Sure, he obviously bolsters the offense. But you also have a big payday for Joe Burrow coming up in a couple of years. Yes, and you have to in. find a way to keep Uno around. Now, Burrow said in this press conference there are things in his contract that can trigger. That's the only thing that gives me pause is Burrow's statement on that. Right. But it's not like he was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take a huge cut and then you can give it to somebody else. Here's, like, I don't. here's my thing with the with the franchise tag. Does paying T $20 million, $21 million, whatever, for one year further the goals of the franchise in the way they would like to? I don't necessarily see that happening. No. And the draft is rich with the young receivers. A yeah. Cu- couple of them played last very, night. A couple of them. Yeah, yeah Roma Dunze, who was, I think, he, did he win the Blood Cup this year? I think he did win the Blood Cup. No, Robert Harris Jr. won the Blood Cup. No. But anywho. We shall see. Free agency will be a lot of fun. The we draft have, will be We formed. have six months to talk about it. Oh, that'll be great. All right, that's what happened five in five. Fletcher, Kelly, Stephen, we'll see you tomorrow.